What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English, joined by my co-host, Zach Hamill, today. Another NBA podcast coming to you live. How are we doing today, Zach? Good, man. What's up? Not too much. You know, the NBA has kind of given us a lot of, to talk about today. A lot of good, juicy rumors over the past week or so. Uh, we're going to get into some NBA top point guard talk as well as top five coaches, we think, right now. Um, but right now, I'm just going to go through a list of kind of rumors that have been circling over the past week. And we can kind of pick out one or two to uh, dive into first. But so Russell Westbrook reportedly wants out of Houston. He apparently doesn't want to play with Harden anymore, wants to kind of be the focal point of an offense. Obviously, he wasn't with Harden. Um, Knicks, Pistons, Hornets, Clippers, all rumored to potentially be interested in him. Victor Oladipo, kind of a wild story, saying that he was asking other teams, can I come play with you um, during the bubble, including with the Raptors and the Heat. Um, CP3 to the Suns has kind of been heating up over the last week or so. Um, as well as the Celtics potentially moving on from one or multiple of their first round uh, picks to try to get Drew Holiday. There's been a little report with the Lakers and DeMar DeRozan potentially moving Kuzma in a deal for that. And then the Mavericks looking for a third star um, to pair with Porzingis and Luca, Zach Levine, Oladipo, Karis Liver, just some names that have been uh, thrown around. So of those rumors, which one or two kind of really sticks out to you? Well, the Russ stuff, it just has me a little confused. I think all of a sudden, a few years ago, uh, people started writing guys off as, as untradeable contracts, or they'd say, you know, they're going to sink your long-term plans. And I get that for certain teams, but as soon as Russell Westbrook gets paid and has one down year, all of a sudden he's untradeable. I heard the same crap about Chris Paul last year. He gets traded to Oklahoma City. They make the playoffs. You know, I think I don't think that looks as bad now. I think of guys like Al Horford, um, guys that are good who just have one down year. Maybe the fit's not right. And all of a sudden, like the, the bashing on, on, on Russ across the league to me is just funky. Like I know I think he's about 32 years old. I know he gets paid a ton of money and it's only going to keep climbing. But to see beat writers say, Charlotte, don't do this. This is short term thinking as opposed to what? As if you're the Knicks, as opposed to what? You're you're not going to find a superstar in the draft unless you luck into one. I mean, how many of these guys' number one picks are there that we're positive about? LeBron, AD, Zion, and that's it. You know, unless you fought, you know fall ass backwards in a guy like Zion or a, a guy like Giannis, you have to take what you can when you can. Charlotte's been trying to do this right for a decade. I don't know what right means, but if Russell Westbrook's there and you can take him for not much, I'm not sure, you know, the – 11th pick in the draft is ever going to be as good as him. I say you pull the trigger. If you're, if you're a team that's stuck in the mud, like Orlando, like Charlotte, like New York Knicks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially like the Knicks, I completely agree. I mean, the Knicks are already such a big market as is, even though how bad they've been for, you know, the past six, seven years, pretty much since, uh, you know, Mello, Stoudemire, Jeremy Lin, that little run they had and Woodson there. Um, bringing in a guy like Westbrook, yeah, maybe the team won't be as good as you would like, but you're bringing that star to MSG 
pretty much the oracle of all basketball arenas. And, you know, you're probably not going to have to give up. Like, there's some young guys on the Knicks that I honestly think they should just move on from. Like, Frank Nilakita, Kevin Knox. Like, you already have R.J. Barrett, but, like, you haven't done anything with Knox and Nilakita, who probably have some sort of trade value. And like you said, is that 11th pick or 9th pick you have going to ever be as good as Russell Westbrook? Probably not. Yay, maybe you only get two, three years out of them. But I feel like you said a team like Charlotte, New York, Orlando, whoever it is, I think they'd be crazy not to at least consider doing that deal. Right. We said we talked about Orlando a lot last week about what what can they do to get out of this. And we basically chalked it up to you got to have something like this happen, like this exact thing. So for them to get strident all of a sudden and say we like our guys, I don't know. You know, people are like, what's what's they going to do, bump you up two seats? Like, yeah, yes. You know, you do it. And then if Russ comes there, maybe other people want to come there finally. I don't know. But it's just you're never going to be a destination until you treat yourself like one. And I think he – I don't know. It's just – even if he's not who he was his MVP year, he's still better than most guys in the league. I just just think how how guys become untradeable in these discussions is just very funky to me. I don't know. It happens really quickly, and then the narrative gets driven. And I'm not a big Russ fan, really, personally. But if I'm the Knicks, it's like beggars can't be choosers. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I'm not a huge Westbrook fan either. I mean, you'll probably see that when we talk about our point guard ranks, um, where I have him. But um, another one of these rumors that kind of stuck out to me was that the Mavericks kind of looking for that third star. Yeah, I don't know what they have besides their pick to really offer anybody. Yeah, and... The real question for me, the more I thought about it, was are they looking for a third star to make a run at LeBron? Because, like, their team's already really good as is. And personally, if they if Porzingis doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, do they eliminate the Clippers? Maybe not still, but I think they would have had a better shot. I mean, they the Dallas played pretty well against them. But the more I thought about it, I wonder if this is also kind of like – we want to find that third star because of Porzingis' health issues. Sure. I think, I mean, who wouldn't they, you know, they have, they have Luca. I think, you know, your window starts now. You might as well try to start. And I think guys would want to play with him. They're, they're for me, like a perfect um, Giannis spot. If he thinks about that next summer. So I'd be careful spending your money. I don't know. He's never said anything hinting about Dallas, but that's a really long and fun team. If he goes there, I just, I worry about Mark Cuban there because he is he wants to do everything right now. He wants to get better right now. And I think even though that's a more fun way to think than most GMs, I think if you're a Dallas fan, that's more exciting than annoying. I just don't know. I wouldn't I don't know if I would trade the asset, the small amount of assets that I have left after the Porzingis trade for like Vic Oladipo. When Tim Hardaway is fine enough until another year where you can really, really pay somebody next year who's, who's a little bit better than a guy. Because I think. The ceiling of a guy we're talking about is someone like Vic, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Levine would be a really interesting fit. No way. No way. I'm not do- I'm not taking the ball. I'm not putting a guy in that team that wants to shoot every time when Luke is on my team. That's fair. I just like the op- – I just think in the West, they just have to score so much. And Porzingis – They do. They do already. Yeah. And I think Porzingis' injuries are just, like, concerning. But at the same time, I guess – it seems like a lot of the guys that they're talking about being a third star are like shooting guard, small forwards. And I think if you want to get a third star, you almost need to get like a power forward or center 
to go next to Porzingis so that if an injury does happen, you have a guy there. But like you said, I think Cuban's just funny because I think him and Pat Riley are a little similar in that they always want to just win and they don't want to ever rebuild. But Riley's more disciplined. Like you said, Cuban wants to just like go get it now instead of just like waiting. Like you can tell Miami's just like waiting till next summer to really. Right. And, and Riley's run. not the owner, you know. He's a GM for a reason. It's not like Mickey Harrison's out there doing it. Cuban is needs to hire somebody like like Riley if he wants to keep acting like this. And and you know what? And talking about the big man thing, I do like Dwight Powell. He got he didn't play in the bubble. He got hurt. I think he's a good fit with KP. So I do think their biggest necessity is is a wing. Do you think Drew Holiday would be an interesting fit there? Perfect fit. I just don't know if they can beat the other team's offers for whatever he's going to cost. You know, I just, who are they going to, their, their pick is late because they did so well. And then they sent two to Boston already for KP. I just don't know how much, or to New York, I'm sorry, to KP. I just don't know if they can beat, I do think he fits in, slides in perfectly though, as a, as a team fit. Celtics, I think, are in really good shape with the three first rounders to move one or two of them to get someone. And I don't know if they're going to, I mean, Hayward would be silly not to, opt into his player option, but I feel like they're gonna try to move him. Yeah, I've seen I've seen reports that he might opt out with a promise from someone to extend him. Like because of the pandemic and everyone doesn't like even though it's a lot of money next year, he's a guy that also gets hurt a lot that if he gets a word that he's gonna get another four year, you know, twenty million dollars uh a year kind of thing from like Atlanta or somebody that he might opt out and take the long term security. But if he or he might opt in knowing that he's going to be traded. I th- I don't think he'll be back there next year, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, moving on to the next topic. So, one thing you and I discussed now. Oh, and just real quick. Uh, yep. Real, real, real quick. Just the Spurs came out with their city jerseys that are actually really, really attractive. But their video they put out with everyone wearing them did not have uh, DeRozan or Aldridge in it. So, if you're reading tea leaves, I think that says a lot. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but I had seen... Oh, the jerseys are sick. It's like the Fiesta stripes from the 80s. They're, they're sweet. You got to look it up. I had seen DeRozan linked to the Lakers again. I know he's kind of been linked there for the past five, six years because it's like where he's from and whatever. Um, I did see like a Kuzma, Danny Green type thing. Yeah. Spurs uh, want to do that. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm doing anything to get rid of Kyle Kuzma. I think he's freaking garbage, <laughs> Um, to put it politely. Um, but... Yeah, it's just off to give those. I saw Atlanta or um, Phoenix's New Jerseys. Those yeah, were kind sick. of in, but that kind of liked them. Everybody, everybody's are cool except for uh, I don't Brooklyn's or whatever. They're weird. Yeah, those were weird. I don't like those. <laughs> um, so one thing we discussed doing is over the next you know five six uh, episodes is we're gonna be doing rankings top ten for guard, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center leading up to the season. We're gonna start with. Point guards today. Before we get to number ten on both our list, who are like the first two players outside of like your top ten that are like you think are really close? But there's just so many good, obviously, point guards um, that if they have a good year, maybe they can move up into that top ten spot. Um, just real quick, you didn't put Harden in this, did you? I did not. Yeah, okay, it, neither did I. I, I, just make it I didn't put. He like, would have been high up there, but I yeah. I like put Harden, in I didn't put in. LeBron, I didn't put in, even though he brings up the ball a lot. Yeah, me neither. LeBron's a small forward. I um, did put Luke. I did put Luca in here somewhere. I did too. I okay, did. all right, we're on the same page. Okay, yeah. and then the two that I left off, um, who was right there? Trey was right there that I left him off. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I left off. Uh, and John Morant barely missed. 
Yeah, I have Fox right outside, and you'll probably disagree with this, but as I mentioned before, I have Russell Westbrook right at 11, and I know <laughs> that's probably lo- way too low. It's just a, it's definitely a personal thing. I honestly just don't like the I way get it. I get he plays. It. Um, I just think there's so many more prototypical point guards that fit and like have way more upside because yeah. I did a little bit more upside too of like like I do have jaw and Trey in mind um, and that's kind of just upside with it um, Westbrook to me like obviously the triple doubles and stuff are insane but to me the big thing with him that sticks out is you know since Katie's left he's barely ever gotten out I mean I think this was the first year he got out of the first round since he left with Harden and like he has Harden around him he had Durant he had yeah, he's he played around. in the first round oh that's right you're right so yeah he was it was all Harden I the thing with him and like I totally I totally get it all the beef with him that you have I have I have the exact same problems watching him but if he has the keys to your team and he has another FU season in him, which I think, like, if he were to get traded to the Knicks or Charlotte, say something like that, and like no one's taking shots from him, and he's just kind of going rust crazy, you will see some spectacular shit, you know? Oh yeah, it's it's sure. just it's just not winning basketball, you know? It's like you go five hundred, the fans will be fun, they'll fall in love with him, he'll put up, it's like you said, a ton of triple doubles. I just don't know where it gets you, especially in the playoffs and everything slows down. Yeah, I just think with Westbrook too. I think some of his stats are very inflated personally. Oh, yeah, man. You watch like Steven Adams box out and then stand there and wait for Russell. Yeah, and I think at end of games, if they're winning or losing by a lot, you see Westbrook just go and try to get every single assist and rebound and, like, really – Yeah, every foul up. shot everyone everyone ever missed, Steven Adams would not grab the ball and let Russ come get it. Um, I'll let you start. Who's your number 10 right now? Kemba Walker, Boston Celtics. I okay. think he is really good. I think it's the, the – first of all, this is the most loaded position in the league, I think. Uh, so I don't have anything bad to say about Kemba. I think he's really good. It's – you know, when it gets – if you're really starting to nitpick, you know, in the playoffs, he gets picked on every single time, which you're just not going to take him off the court because he can still score, but he is, you know, 5'10". Um, but when he's cooking, man, he's cooking. He's awesome. Yeah, and I think the big thing with both our lists that we'll see is I think – Honestly, I think our top three are going to more than likely be the same. I think it's the six through ten that are always, like, interchanging because you just don't know. Um, and it's all about perspective, too. Like I said, I went a little more upside for guys. Yeah. And just ten full off. And I've, I also did mine assuming, like, everyone's completely healthy as well. Um, so, like, my ten was Wall from the Wizards. Obviously, I love John Wall. I just think he's the prototypical point guard where he's not going to – he's never going to average, like, 30 points like some of these other guards do. He's always going to be between that, like, 18 to 22 range. But he's going to get you 9 to 12 assists, like, every single game. And it's – I don't know. I feel like his isn't as inflated as Russ's where, like, he earns, like – some of the assists he, like, makes happen with the behind-the-back passes and, like, no looks and stuff to me is always good. And then, like, the Wizards have just been so bad – that I, like, value him when he gets, like, assist to, like, the most random people. Like, he's had to deal with trying to give assist to guys like Jan Mahimi and Gortat for the past, like, six years. Yeah, he made an all-defensive team, too. When he's locked in, he can guard. My thing with him is that I agree with everything you're saying. I just got to see it. I haven't seen it in two years. Yeah, and that's why I have him at 10 is because just – Yeah, if he gets back to even, and... like, 80% of who he was, he's definitely on the 10. You know what I mean? I just I – just, I, just, I mean, 
I'm rooting for the guy. It's just it's not like stuff where he broke his hand. This is a long, this is a bunch of knee stuff. This is going to be, if he comes back, you know, it right, it's going to be a great story. I'm not positive it's going to happen. Yeah, I think outside of Chris Paul, he's probably the best defensive, like shot blocking point guard in the NBA. Sure. No, 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 no. That's not true. My the one that coming on my list is is the best defensive one. We'll talk about him. Okay. Who do you have at uh, number? Gory Dragic, your boy. Uh, I think he showed his value in the playoffs. Um, the Heat use him weird, so he doesn't. He's not going to have the numbers of these other guys, but he is as important to that team as anybody. He probes the defense really well. Uh, he finishes with both hands really well. He shoots really well off the pull up, off the spot up, and he's just he's really sound defensively. Really good passer. He's a very patient player. Um, he's just a winner. I, he's one of the guys that he's another guy that I think would fit in perfectly over in Dallas. Um, He's never, you know, what he could fit in perfectly anywhere. He's just one of those really malleable, um, unselfish team guys that, um, you know, I just, I wanted to put him higher. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I like Dragic, like you said. His, his patience is definitely what I think makes him the most valuable to any team. Is he just reads things very, very well. Um, my nine was John Morant. I just think the upside is absolutely insane. Um. I think Memphis is going to be very, very good for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously, we just have to – the tough part about ranking, like, guys like Morant and Young is they've only been in the league for a year or two. So, it's hard to, like, put them really high based on potential. It's like they could be a lot higher on this list. But at the same time, you've only seen one season. you got to see how other teams adjust to them now that they're seeing them second, third year round. Um, but I just really like what Ja did this year. Crazy hops. Uh, shot a lot better from three this year than I thought he was going to. To be quite honest, yeah, he's a superstar. I just I think it'll come with him. I think the guys that I had ten and nine, I've just seen win more. Uh, it's nothing more. It's nothing against I have against Ja. I just you know the NBA is going to take a minute to adjust. And he, he does seem like he's one of the few guys that the learning curve is smaller than usual. And he's really really fun to watch. I I I like everything they're doing there. I do think they might step back a little bit just because the West is so good and teams, other teams are going to get healthier. But, yeah, I, th- I love watching that kid play. He's going to be uh, a superstar. And then who's your number Russ, eight? Which we talked about already, but Russ is my eight. I couldn't move him down any further just because what I've seen in the past. But, um, yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, I got Trey Young. Wow, another we're going to have some upside. misses here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think our bottom is going to be a yeah. lot different. I think our top is going to be very similar. Um, I'm not, I'm actually not even like a huge fan of Trey Young's game. Oh, I am. I am. I think I he's think, so much fun to watch. He's a stud. Oh, I agree that he's super. Oh, fun you meant like, you, you meant like as a GM. Okay. I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, he, I just, I need to – Atlanta's just a weird team because they have some really good young players between him, Collins. They trade for Capella, but they have, like, Herder, Cam Yeah, they're going to they're gonna make some um, moves the, uh, at the, on draft day. I just hope they're not really dumb ones because I've seen everywhere that they're basically told their staff that if they don't make the playoffs, they're all going to get fired, which I think invites them to do something really stupid to save their jobs. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I like Herder, too. I think another guy. Good. Yeah. Young, super high upside. Obviously, you can shoot the shit out of the ball. He's passing. Um, He's passing. He's has that, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the big thing with him is he has to get better defensively still, which I think will come. But um, 
He's a very good passer. He, I just feel like the offense they run is like very weird. Like I feel like it's always just three balls, and then he's a great passer, but it's not like the typical like pick and roll. It's more of like driving. I don't know really how to describe it. I think Capella there would be different, but we didn't see Capella really play too much with him when he got traded there. So I got to see how that. Yeah, works they're going to have to build it that team like the Warriors did around Steph, which is really hard. Where you have everyone else that's really good at defending because he's going to get picked on so often. Um, it's going to be hard to make it work with him, but he's good enough on offense that you know it might it might get them close to the playoffs at least. Uh, who's your number Kyrie. seven? Might be low, but he's now you know he he was amazing in the finals. What else can I say? He was absolutely incredible. The following year, he was pretty amazing too, and then they just ran into a freight train in Durant. But he leaves Cleveland. You know they go back to the finals anyway. Boston teammates fucking hate him. Excuse my language. And then he leaves Boston. They get better. Goes to Brooklyn. Starts a whole storm of crap. And then the record with with him was worse than it was without him last year. So I don't know. I think him and Durant are both weirdos. And it might really work where they're so offensively talented. I mean, the guy's handle is unbelievable. He makes some of the craziest shots I've ever seen in my life. When he wants to guard, he can. I don't know how, how much he wants to. But it doesn't seem like anyone likes him very much. And that does matter. You know, I think the guys I have ahead of him are proven winners on their own, at least. Like, his record without LeBron is very, very bad overall. Um, I don't know. I mean, some nights you – some nights you'll, like, text your friend. Like, we'll be texting each other and be like, wow, you got to flip on the nuts. Kyrie's going crazy. He's going to get 50. And then other nights it's like, wow, this guy seems so disengaged that I just don't know if he's worth the the off-the-court crap. It's because the earth's flat, <laughs> yeah. man. <laughs> Um, I have Kyrie a little bit higher. Um, I have Chris Paul. Wow. Wow. I know that's, that's insane. Dude, that's part, crazy. Honestly, the only reason I have him low, um, is cause like he's getting up. Like I said, a lot of this is like also future okay. for me. Um, I think right now, like based on this past year, I'd say Chris Paul was Top, playing at a top yeah, five level. Yeah, easily. I think he's like all NBA. Oh. I mean, his his play down the stretch of the games too is what does it for me. He's his clutch numbers are crazy, man, and he still plays defense. Like, watch if he gets created off the Thunder team, how bad they are. Agree, and I think Chris Paul is easily a top three point guard defender. I love how he dictates offense. He's very methodical about how he attacks pick and rolls. He very much is. Picks his poison when he needs to like be right. attacked. Dude, if he goes when to Phoenix, that's a great fit. We'll we'll revisit this because they'll they'll be nasty. Yeah, and like I said, Curse Paul could definitely be higher. It's kind of the same thing with like I have Kyrie higher yeah. than you do. I'm sure Chris Paul will higher. Like I said, a lot of it's honestly just because he's getting up there in age. It's really nothing like against Chris Paul. Like I think he's a very great point guard, easy Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um. I just think that some of the guys I have above them, like I said, I think our top three is probably going to be. It's not. Same, it's not. But... I can already tell. But we'll get we'll get there. All right. All right. Who's your number? Uh, six? Kyle Lowry, Raptors. He, um, I love him. He drives opponents nuts. Which I playing against him, I'd want to kill the guy with all the char- with all the charges and the <laughs> flopping and all that. But he's really, really good. He gives you everything he has. You cannot move him. Like if you try to post him up, it's I don't care if he's six feet tall. You can't. He's a brick wall. Um, he rotates, he makes big shots. And even though Kawhi was the best player on that championship team, Lowry was undoubtedly the leader. 
You know, I think that's a lot why the Clippers didn't really work is Kawhi's not very vocal and Lowry is. Um, like you see how happy DeRozan was for him and like how close they still are. Um, it just seems like everyone who comes in, into contact with Lowry from afar, they're like, that dude's a punk, you know, enough with the flopping it off the ground. But then they meet him, they play with him. And they're like, holy crap. You know, that dude, like, I just like that whole, that whole Boston series, Boston beat him by like 30 in the wins. And then in the games, Toronto won. I just felt like Lowry was coming off the court. With 15 ice bags, they win, they win a one-point game, but it would have been all him. You know, I just – I'd send that guy out there as my point guard any day of the week. I per- – and the only reason – see, I think Kyle Lowry is definitely top 10 point guard. I didn't put him in my top 10 solely because I didn't yeah. like him. <laughs> that's really like if, bad. If Marcus Smart were better, I've, I would never would put him in there. You know, if we were like – I I've, that's how I feel about Smart. I've never liked Kyle Lowry. I don't know. No, what dude, you're not alone it's, at all. <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know, something about, like you said, definitely the flopping. I will say that his game six last year when they won the finals against the Warriors yeah, was the first time I gave him credit because before that, I thought he come up came up very You small, know what he did for a while, and I think, it, it, I think what's that is like a national narrative on you. I do seriously think it takes like a lot of – like gut check and like and like fortitude to to overcome that and really like play well in that spot and he did so I give him a ton of credit for it. He was a dog in college too. Yeah, um, I had Kemba at six. Okay. Um, like you said, defensively he's not great. That he gets picked on. Like you, it's that's how what the NBA is. Once you get especially deep in the playoffs, it's you pick the matchup. You saw what the Lakers did with Miami. It was they were going at Hero and Robinson every play. That's what Miami was doing when they played Boston. They went and found the matchup against Kemba and went at him. That's what they did. Um, offensively, I think the only reason I have Kemba higher is because I think he's going to get overlooked as far as point guards go solely because of how great Jason Tatum is. And I'm sure we'll he'll be super high when we talk about small forwards. Um, I just think he's the perfect guard for them. But the combination of him, Tatum, Brown – there's just so much, like, and, like, smart and, like, Brad Stevens just in general. Like, that team's very well built. Um, I definitely think he was hurt towards the end of the year, so that didn't really help him. But I'm interested to see now that he's, like, away from Charlotte and he can actually be on a consistent playoff team. I think he's going to be um, big time in bigger moments for the Celtics in the next few years, personally. Yeah, we'll see. He, he made some big shots in the final in the playoffs before the East Conference Finals. Um, that great pass to – uh, Tease right before OG hit that shot was a great play by Ken, but that was that was pretty clutch. And then we all remember the March Madness stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. cardiac combo. Uh, who's your okay. five? These are the best point guard in the NBA or defensive point guard in the NBA. Sorry, and I think truly the most underrated player in the league. The talk about this guy drives me insane. It's Ben Simmons of the Sixers. He is a vacuum on defense. Like he will guard your one through five. Swallow each one of them up, change every screen. Like, I the other day there was no sports on, and NBA TV was replaying the, the Raptors series where Kawhi hit that shot. And Simmons is guarding Kawhi. Kawhi shot like 45 times, and he made like 19 of them. Like, Simmons is a really good passer, really good rebounder. The fit with Joel is not the problem. Like, we've talked about with Philly in the past. It's shooters, or as the other three guys, has to be the, the plan there. I know he doesn't shoot. I know it frustrates the shit out of people. But he knows he can't do it. And if he's not working at it, that's annoying. But he, like, the fact that he's labeled a point guard is what kills him. Because if 
Bam Adebayo has the same game when they play through him as the point forward. Everyone's like, wow, yeah, of course he's not shooting threes. He's a big man. Ben Simmons is 6'10". You know, he's he's doing what he should do to win. And I think when guys like Giannis and Bam and other big men who can pass through the same thing, they get credit for it. Simmons gets nailed for it because he's not shooting threes. Hopefully at some point he gets a jump shot. He should have a better one by now. But I still love that guy. I think he's awesome. Like, he's never been – like, this year, this year have... he was a six seed. Everyone's like, what a huge disappointment. I think that's a credit to how good he is. I also have Ben Simmons. Oh, great. That's awesome. I thought, I thought we were going to argue on um, that. No. Um, you know I'm not, like, a huge fan of Simmons, and the only reason I'm not is because I think – and part of it is exactly what you just said. If he played power forward or center and is used the same way as Giannis or Bam, everyone would rave about him, 100%. But it's because of the point guard label – I, like to me, he just needs to develop. Even if like he just needs to get a better mid range. I don't even care about like like obviously today the modern game is you ever like point guards great at shooting threes whatever. But if even if he can just get a mid range shot that's consistent, right. no, you're right. just, even just like high thirties. Yeah, if he can get in, like the high thirties, low forties. I, I want to say he's probably in like the mid thirties right now shooting jumpers. Yeah. If that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Ben Simmons ever had a shot. He'd be top one, two point guard. Yeah, it's got to it's got to at least be good Easy. enough where it's a threat, even if he's not going to take a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like the Andre Roberson effect for so long. Every time, not not as much now because he can every once in a while he gets hot from three. But he, when teams used to play OKC, if Roberson was on three point line, no one would go within like five feet of that right. dude. They're like, whatever, shoot it. Right. <laughs> go they, ahead. Put, like, they put like they put like the you know? point line. Yeah. And the thing is, if he gets even a little bit of a mid-range, like, it's going to be deadly. And the good thing for Simmons, though, is even when guys play off of him at the three-point line or, like, whatever, let you shoot it, well, that just gives Ben Simmons three to four feet to just put his head down and come straight at you and just bully you. Um, so, yeah, but we both agree with uh, Simmons at five. Who's your uh, four? Uh, Lillard. Oh, man, we're going to have a talk. I know. Here, I figured you are going to get mad about this, but – I don't care how hurt this team was this year, man. He wasn't. They should not have been struggling to get in the playoffs. Like, not behind John Moran. Not behind, um, you know, teams that are – like, I know McCollum missed time. I know Nurkish missed time. I know all these things happen. But Dame does not guard anybody. He's one of the best scorers I've ever seen in my life. But, like, as soon as he passes the ball, he doesn't move. He just stands there. And everyone gets mad when Harden does it because he's, like, flopping and he gets to the foul line and he's he and he's dribbling through his legs five thousand times. Dame makes it look a lot cleaner, but he's very, very one dimensional. And it's an amazing dimension. He, but he's not really making guys not really passing guys open. It's him or CJ leading their offense. And he's spectacular, man. But I don't know. I cannot put him above the other three guys I have on this list. Because and the one you can maybe hit me for is Luca. I guess he could be better than Luca, but I just think Luca's size and like because Luca doesn't play much defense either, but he's six seven. So I mean, it's not Dame's fault that he's six one. But Luca can at least make a bigger impact. I just, man, as much as I love the guy and I really do root for him, I think Portland's a really fun team. I have a soft spot for him. He just keeps coming up short, and it's for the same reasons. All right, I I hear your points. I hear your points. I will I will get to my Dame discussion when I get to him. I had Kyrie. At okay. Kyrie to me is one of the most clutch point guards I've seen so far in my lifetime as far as big shot, big time ability. 
Like, LeBron was clearly the best player in the finals when they won, and every year they were in there. But without Kyrie, those series would not have even been – like, that three that he hit – and it wasn't even like – I think everyone wants to crap on Steph for no, that No, it was shot. Either hand, like, either it wasn't right even there. terrible defense. Yeah, like, it wasn't bad defense. Like, that's just a big shot. Like, his handle, like you already talked about, is absurd. The things he does in yeah. the paint around the, like, lane and just the finger roll finish, the jelly fam, like, whatever you want to describe it as. Like, the big thing, like, and I 100% agree with everything you said about his off. Like, he's just a diva. He's, I don't even know what his off-the-court issues are. If he just focused on basketball and, like, did his shit, like, I don't know. No, I yeah, dude. If, the sky Nick, would be Nick if they him. come out with their heads on fire this year and him and Durant are amazing, it would not surprise me at all, and I would be happily wrong, and I'd move up my list. I, I, I totally hear you. Yeah, it's just he's a very frustrating player because he could easily be a top one, two point guard. But like you said, half the time you turn on the game and he's dropping 50 and he's unconscious. And then you turn on the other half of the games and he just looks disengaged, doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like at media day. That's something to the media where you think he's mad. It's yeah, it seemed like at media day this year, the Celtics went really out of their way, like not to say his name, but to talk about how like how happy they were with this team with Kemba now. Like Jalen, like Jalen Brown, Smart, Tatum, they're all like, we're really gelling. Like they said it like 5,000 times. Like they wanted us to know it wasn't much fun being around this team last year. And it was really just one person. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why specifically Boston fans and like a lot of sports fans don't like him is because this is a guy who gets hurt and you see Terry Rozier and these guys at a LeBron in the Eastern conference final to the point where Jason Tatum just yams on LeBron James head and like chest bumps into him as a rookie and you're like, who does this kid think he is? Yeah, and is? I think I think Kyrie didn't come to, like, game seven because he was getting his wisdom teeth out or something crazy. Yeah, and it's just like, then he comes out and says he's going to, if you'll be willing to have me back, like, I'd love to resign. And then he's fully healthy, and then they just get whomped by the Bucks. Also, just because I want to say this because I hate Paul Pierce, how arrogant of Paul Pierce that when they beat the Bucs in game one, said the series was yeah. over and then proceeded to lose four. He's the kiss of death, man. As soon as Pierce says something, you should fade it every time. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got Kyrie at three or at four, excuse me. Who's your three? Chris Paul. Um, okay, that's yeah, I, um, I just, he just wins, man. And like everyone can throw in my face that he's never won the title. But dude, no one wins the title except for LeBron and Steph of our like lifetime. You know, it's like not that you can throw that thing at any, almost everyone we're talking about and talking about like, it's not nearly as fun to watch with him. Cause he's going to get to his, like his Kyrie, he's going to get to the elbow and he's going to kind of back his ass into you and all this stuff. But Chris Paul makes big shots. I remember that, remember that shot against the Spurs in game seven when he was still with the Clippers. Um, you know, he, he had them ready to beat the Warriors. He really did. And he gets hurt and Harden gets, you know, emasculated by Steph Curry. Paul's a winner. I don't care what anyone says. Those New Orleans teams were not very good. He carried them to, you know, Western Conference Finals. There were some Clippers games that went went kind of sideways. Um, I think that was more than just Paul, though. You know, there was a lot of Doc. There was a lot of Blake. There was a lot of shared blame there. Um, I don't know. He seems like he's he's going to scream at you a lot as your team captain. But the good ones do. I think LeBron does that, too. This Thunder team last year had no business being as good as they were. And it seems like he's got some years left in him. I just – I just cannot put in good faith anybody except for the next two guys ahead of him in the league still to this day. That's fair. I have uh, Luca at three. Um, 
Luca to me is just a special talent. He's kind of he's like Giannis in that he except a little bit of difference between him and Giannis, he definitely had a little more hype. A lot of people didn't really know Giannis was a more of a question mark. Everyone knew he was gonna be a first rounder and everything, but they yeah. didn't really know Luca, you knew he was gonna be a top yeah. ten pick. It just was no one was really sure like, all right, is he gonna be like a Ricky Rubio where he's like supposed to be this transcendent talent from overseas and it turns into like a good NBA starting point guard or is he going to be a superstar and it's clear that he's a superstar um the things he was doing against the Clippers in the playoffs the things he does all year shot making ability passing is on a different level than most point guards in the league um reads games really well hit a bunch of big shots I think he's a very clutch player even though we haven't seen him make a ton of clutch shots yet. I mean, he had buzzer beater against the Clippers um, in the playoffs. Super fun to watch. Um, him and Porzingis, I think, is a great match. Um, just nothing but good things to say about Luka. And the only reason I have two guys higher on him is just because I want to see it yeah. more. Honestly, that's really the only reason. If he was in the league for another two, three years, and he does the same exact stuff he's been doing, I'd have no problem putting him at number one or two. But the two guys I have ahead of him, personally, I just – can't put him ahead at the moment, but um, I'm going to assume Luca's your number yep, two. Yep, he is. Like everything you said, um, his size is insane. Um, his patience is crazy, and like there's o- there's only him and LeBron make this pass where they're driving like with their left hand, and they will throw it cross court, you know, to an open, which is our offhand, and they'll throw it to an open shooter in the other corner, and it's not just that it gets there; it gets there like right in their chest. You know what I mean? So the guy doesn't have to doesn't mm-hmm. have to bring the ball up into the dribble; can just shoot it. And just the, the way he sees that pass always, he's always one step ahead of you. It's just so hard to guard. And he's already there. Like we said, like that Clippers series, they were like, you know, they were the team built to beat him. They have the best two defensive wings that are stars in the league. And they're looking at each other. Like, what are we supposed to do with this guy? Like Beverly can't guard him. He's too small. Um, He's just, and he's just going to keep getting better. And like you said, he's fun. Um, like I'm jealous of Mavericks fans. That's going to be a lifelong thing for them for the next 20 years. And I think that's really cool. I just think he's amazing. And like, and like you said in the draft, yeah. like the guys who knew, the guys who scout overseas were like, it is blasphemous that he might not go to number one. They're like, this kid's absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think the topic people will be talking about for the future is that the Trey Young and Dante, like the Trey. Yeah. Which is why, like, them. I'm surprised the Atlanta guys still have their job. Like, I don't, Trey could be, you know, an, an all star again if he wants. But he's never going to be Luca ever. Like, I, that, sh- that, should, mm-hmm. like, that just should be brought up every time you say that you were the guy who did that trade. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a top – even though Trey Young could be really good, you could say that's one of the worst Oh, yeah, yeah. Great move by Cuban. And, again, like, you know, it's just yeah, a I thing. Mean, it's not a lot of guys do that. And Cuban is just like, look, this guy is marketable. He's a star. I think I, – I, when LeBron's out of here, I think he will be the face of the league, you know. Yeah, and I think it's just funny to think about East and East versus West for, for like, GMs, like – the Hawks making that. And then you like, look at like the 76ers. I know they got like Maury and like brand there now, but like the decision, like we've, I mean, I think we talk about it every time. And I think one episode, we're just going to talk about the 76ers and how their decision-making is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life and why they got Al Horford and why they decided that Jimmy Butler is not as good or didn't want to bring him back over to Bias Harris, but that's for another day. Um, So Dame is my number two. And I hear honestly, I agree with pretty much every single thing. You I'm said. surprised you don't have a one. I thought you didn't have one. No, no. I think we both already know yeah. Steph's one, right. no matter what. 
Um, Dame for me, um, I agree with everything you said for a team that was in the Western conference finals last year. Um, there's no reason that they should have been in that seven, eight. That's a team that should be because of how tough the West is. That should be a team that's in that three to six range yeah. every year. Because of how special, especially Dame right is. after they make the Western conference uh, finals the year before, you know, you want to see that carry over. Yeah. And I agree. And I don't want to use the, I'm not going to like say that like, they shouldn't have been better even though they had injuries. Like, even without Nurkic and Hood in them, like, they still should have been way better. Um, I think they would have been better if they added Mello sooner. I don't really know why they didn't. But um, I think the thing with Dame, and I agree with you on his defense. His defense is lackluster. I will say when games are – I mean, to me, I don't think there's anyone that's a more clutch shooter than Damian Lillard personally. Um, He just makes a bunch of big shots. And – the reason I have him at two solely, like, just look at this last bubble. Like, the things he was doing just to, like, and, like, Nurkic was coming back off injury, and, like, I still don't understand why they were barely scraping by the skin of their teeth against some teams. But, like, he was putting, like, he put that 61 piece on the Mavericks, just hitting absurd shots. Like, talk about Lowry before with, like, 15 ice bags after games. Damian Lillard was having, like, a whole ice bath, like, around his entire right. body after all these. He, he, he led the league in minutes. He literally – yeah, he had to carry – like, he literally just carried them all the way through. And I just want them – like, it's so hard because I love C.J. McCollum, but, like, they just – if they want to truly make a run at it with Dame because of how special a player he is, they need to get him more help. Um, But, like, defensively, I think Dame could play better defense if he wanted to. Case in point, when they were playing, it was Brooklyn, I believe, when they it was the clinch game. Uh, Backcourt pressured Karis LeVert and then stole Yeah, the yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like, good. what a great play, but I'm also like, where the hell was that? Why is the Nets? You know, it's like, yeah. this, this shouldn't come down to the last play of the game. Agree. and uh, It's the same thing. It's one of those, I think he can play more defense, but he exerts so much energy on offense because of how, like, irrelevant the rest like. Them not bringing back some of their bench pieces to me was mind-boggling because their bench was awful yeah. this year. Like, Mario Azonia was, like, their third he's guy. Worst third the league. I was like, what are he's you doing? third league, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> like, you went from Seth Curry, Rodney Hood, and Whiteside was coming off the bench because they had Nurkic, Mo Harkless, and Aminu I think they. I think they had they – didn't, they didn't have Whiteside. I think they had Myers-Leonard still. Or Myers Leonard, but yeah, he can play. So He's a good player. Those are way better yeah. options than your first options off the bench after Hood got hurt. Was like Hazonia. Although Gary Trenton Jr. turned into a really good player. For yeah, that. but he's just another guy um, that like replicates the things that Lillard and CJ do well. Like we were saying, they needed to make a move. Exactly. Um, and then we both have one as staff. I mean, what yeah, the, thing, the thing with him that I want to say real quick just about how special he is is that the thing that makes him so great, I think, is how unselfish he really is because. A lot of guys with his scoring ability and his handle wouldn't do what he does on offense. He pretty much brings the ball up, passes it to someone, and starts sprinting around the court. Like He doesn't try to break you down or shake you or embarrass you. Draymond really kind of runs our offense. And first of all, you have to be in incredible shape to do that. Second of all, it's like just kind of a – you might not get the ball back. He's totally cool with it. When Clay's cooking, he'll give it up to Clay all the time. I just – you know, I just think he's incredible. He's the best shooter I've ever seen. If he's not, it's probably his teammate. They're just a very unique special team. And I just think, look, people want to hate them. I totally get it. 
but they are really, really beautiful to watch. You know, it's, it mostly starts with him. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. I'm one of those people that everyone will hate the Warriors because, you know, they got KD and whatever, and they were created a juggernaut team and made the NBA unfun. But I will gladly turn on and watch that team play anytime. I love the way they play. Um, I think it's a perfect example of how good a GM Bob Yeah, Myers I mean, is. That, the way they drafted three years uh, in a row is just crazy. And they, and they got, they, they, they got Harrison the, in there, too, I, who, was pretty, who was a good player for that. Yeah. And that's like that's just how a team. If you want to look at how you yeah. build a team, and through the draft at least, like, like they have they have the two pick add... this year, and they have Minnesota's next year. I think they have another move in them if they want to. I'm very interested to see what they do. Yeah, and like you said, unselfish player. He easily could have been like FUKD, like this is my team. But no, he made the sacrifice. Yeah, if, like, if you put him in Harden's will... system, like I really wonder what his numbers would be. He would probably average Seriously, like I really think he would. But, like, everyone wants to shit on Steph because they say he comes up, uh, isn't clutch in the playoffs or in the finals. And I will say early on in his career, I'd say that was definitely true. But Raptor series, he hit a bunch of huge shots in that series. Like, game two to win that one, Clay kind of got hurt at the end. The game after when Clay didn't play and he dropped, like, I think it was 47 or something. Houston, ridiculous. too. He had 30, 33 in the um, second half of the clincher. When Katie didn't play. Yeah, and it's just like, like he does all these things. And, like, if you actually think about it, look at his numbers when they beat the Cavs twice in a row with KD. If they don't have KD, like, Steph was putting up, like, 45 50% from three yeah. shooting. But KD was just playing out of his mind, so you couldn't not give him He should have been the, he like, been finals MVP the first finals year, MVP. too, without KD. I don't know why I went to Iguodala. I, it's still weird to me, but it should have been Steph. I agree. Um and then to wrap up today's episode, we'll do we'll do a little bit quicker. Um, let's just go through. You name your top five NBA coaches right now. I'll name my five, and we'll kind of go into it for a few minutes. Okay, this was actually tougher than I thought it would be. Um, there are a lot of guys that are good coaches. I had five Kerr, four Nurse, three Spolstra, two Carlisle, and one Pop. Okay, we actually have the same people in the top five, just different order. I have Carlisle at five, Nurse four, Kerr three, Spolstra two, Popovich one. Yeah, Pop, I think, is obvious. They're they're picking yeah, 11. That's their highest pick since Tim Duncan. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think Pop was an easy choice for one. Two through three, or two and three was kind of hard. Honestly, when I was doing this list at first, I literally completely forgot about Steve Kerr because, like, the Warriors were so bad this year. Like, I kind of just forgot about them because of all the injuries. And, like, I was looking at, like, the NBA coaches. I was, I was, like, looking through 1 through 32 of, like, the coaches. And then I saw Steve Kerr's name, and I was like, holy shit. How did I not remember him? I think him and Spolstra at 2 and 3 is, like, interchangeable personally for me. I love what Rick Carlisle is doing with the Mavericks. Um, I definitely think he's top five. Nick Nurse, what he's done for being as young as he is, just stepping in and, like, winning immediately, basically. Um, I think that's a very tough thing to do. Uh Outside the top five, there were definitely some names. I was like, I, it's hard not to put them in there. But, like, the, the five coaches we both have in the top five, I think there's there's really no argument that can be made to to put some of the guys, like, just on the outside above them personally. Yeah, then there's, like, Budenholzer, Snyder, Stevens in the next tier. Yeah, that's exa- those are the, the exact three who I had right after. I had Snyder, Stevens, and Budenholzer in that order. I love Quinn Snyder. I think he's a fantastic yeah, he's really coach. Solid. 
I just think their team, their team's weird because Donovan. Yeah, he's 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 a two, right? Because we didn't we didn't forget him. Okay. Yeah, he's a two. Um, Go Bears beast defensively, but like offensively, he really doesn't give you what you need in the Western Conference to like advance you far in the playoffs. But yeah, I think Spolster and Kerr just like consistent. Um, Same thing with Carlisle. Nurse is kind of that like one that in a few years from now he could be outside the top eight if like the Raptors fall off to complete. Yeah, but I don't I don't see it happening right unless they rebuild, rebuild. But like the way he goes, like he'll like yeah, I don't see it. He'll press teams. He's crazy. Yeah, I like him a lot. I'm. I think like I think those five are gonna until like Popovich retires, like. Even Kerr, because he and Carla, they're both getting up there in age. But I think those five coaches are probably going to be the top five, with the exception of maybe guys like Snyder, Stevens, maybe sneaking and taking a bottom spot for one of those guys for the next four. Yeah, months. we'll see what Stan does in New Orleans. I like, I like Stan. Yeah, I think Van Gundy's a fun coach. I think he's really energetic on the sideline. I think that's going to be another addition. They should just put a cam on him the entire. I know game. it would be so. It'd be you have to bleep or, out every other word, but yeah. And then I mean, Doc's up there too. Should, but everyone's like a Doc. Yeah, they should do like a mic'd up coaches instead of mic'd up players. And it's, I would love if they did uncensored like mic'd ups for players and coaches to have games. I think I, for I would sure. pay for that hundred. Um. But, yeah, so next time we'll probably get into shooting guards. We'll talk about some more rumors. Well, we'll have by next the... time we'll have a lot of free agency signings. We'll have the draft, right? We'll have lots to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what the CP3 rumor turns out to be. Um, I think Drew Holiday is probably going to get moved. So, uh, But we'll, we'll get to that next time uh, in a few weeks when we circle back around. But uh, good talking with you, Zach, and uh, I'll talk All right, to man, you in a few good. weeks. All right, man, sounds good.